This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Damage Plan Insurance. Damage Plan Insurance is your local insurance company that will always make sure of two things, that you have the correct coverage and that you're paying the least amount possible for those coverages. Zach is a really good friend of mine. In fact, he's been on the podcast before. I use all of my insurance through him and he's done a wonderful job. So give Zach and his team a call today, 385-243-2900. Again, that's 385-243-2900. Or you can find him on all social media under Damage Plan Insurance. Make sure that you're paying the least amount possible for the most coverage, but give Damage Plan a shot and it'll be the best decision you've ever made. Happy Friday, everybody. I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you guys have enjoyed your week so far. I know that I have, and I'm excited to let you guys know that this Monday is episode 200 of the podcast. I have a big surprise for you. You're not going to want to miss it. In fact, I'm going to be doing a live Q&A on Monday to celebrate the 200th episode. So that'll be Monday sometime. Make sure that you're following me on social media, uh, Facebook, Dalton K. Jensen, Twitter, LinkedIn, all Dalton K. Jensen. So if that is something that you want to take a part of, uh, like I said, just be following me. You'll be ready to go. And in other news, make sure that if you're a sales consultant or a business owner and you want to get better at connecting with your customers and connecting with your dream clients through empathy, that you sign up for my sales mastermind, because this is for everybody. And this is uh, techniques that work for everybody, whether you're in sales or not. So um, if you that interests you, please uh, make sure that you sign up for that. So without further ado, let me introduce our guest for today because it was a fantastic interview. Steph K. Sim is an Instagram content coach who helps entrepreneurs create content that speaks to their ideal customer and builds an engaged community that generates leads. And this is was a really important conversation because marketing and organic content marketing, this is all where small business owners should start. So if you have an Instagram, if you have a business and you want to get better, strap in, stay tuned, because this interview was absolutely fantastic. And you know what? We're just going to jump right into it. So with all that being said, please welcome Steph K. Sim and share this with your friends. Welcome, everybody. This is Don Jensen, and you're tuning into The Thinking Project. Or Stephanie? Steph. Steph. Okay. All right. I need to. <laughs> um, that's awesome. So let me ask you, uh, uh, Steph, real quick. What um, I, know, I know a few things you got going on Instagram, uh, content coach, things like that. Um, and you have a really cool story. But why don't you tell us and start off with like everything that you got going on right now? So right now in the very immediate present, which is literally since precisely Feb- January 5th, and we can get into the story later, is I'm an Instagram content coach. So I work with new creators or entrepreneurs who use Instagram to promote their business. Um, I implement, help you implement the foundational structures to content creation that are often overlooked or completely unknown, which leads you to get on the hamster wheel of content creation of posting over and over for it to lead nowhere. So we put in the foundational structures and also get into how to build a community that cares about what you offer rather than a bunch of followers that never seem to engage with your content. Yeah, that's the hard part about Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, how do you build? And I think that's the question that everybody asks with um, just like social media in general is like, how do you create a community? 
Yeah. And there's a few tools coming out to help that. But um, yeah, that's super important because, you know, you don't because that's one of the telltale signs. Right. Is like if somebody bought their followers, they mm-hmm. have a super low engagement rate. Yeah. And and the other thing is like people are often um, and these are all fair assumptions too. like no yeah. one is stupid for thinking this. Um, <laughs> but the very, 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 very original kind of social media when we had like our influencers coming out all of a sudden years ago was that in order to be successful on social media and make money off of it, you have to have like a bunch of followers, like millions of followers to get a brand sponsorship or something, which at one point was the case. But now, and I was just talking to somebody else about it today, is that you don't need a lot, a lot of followers because I monetized my account at 300, monetized my myself through Instagram, not my actual account at 300 something followers. Um, and there's also people with millions of followers that can't sell anything because they don't have a community or an engaged following. They just have people that look at them and that's it. Yeah. And it's becoming more and more now, not so much your follower account, like you mentioned, as much as the quality of the followers. Right. And that's kind of what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, if you have a high amount of followers, it's not a bad thing, but you, you want a high amount of highly engaged followers. That would be, like ideal but you don't have a lot of followers yet and you're growing organically right now from the from the ground up you can do a lot more with less you can do a lot more than you think with less yeah (laughs) that's really cool and so we were talking just before this and and in our pre-call a while ago um you you kind of had a crazy story starting your business so but take me like um i'm curious to know like all the way back kind of um, is this something that you always envisioned yourself doing? I mean, I know the business itself kind of fell in your lap and I'm sure we'll hear that story, which we would love to, but, um, is this something that you always had planned on or, or how did this start? Okay. So no, I had nothing planned. <laughs> it depends on how far back you want to go. Okay. So I'll take it even farther back than I usually do for, for a second. Um, okay. I joke that I have a business degree, so it means I know nothing <laughs> about business. I hear you. That's not entirely true, but I know I know nothing. I have a marketing degree, and it, it didn't take me very far in marketing. But I, I grew up in a family that was very, very focused on school. So you go to school, um, you get a good job after, and then like that, like that's the 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 ultimate life. Like you just do that. So I got a degree and I thought that getting the full-time job was going to be so hard, but that's what you do. And I guess I'll go and I'll probably, I don't know, like have a full-time job and then get promoted. Like I didn't really know what the hell I was even doing. I just did what you're supposed to do. So I did that. And by 22, um, I had a full-time job and, and I still have a full-time job. I've had a few of them since (laughs) finishing school five years ago, but, um, uh, I did that so fast that I was like, okay, this is it. Like, this is the whole, like, that's it. Like I I got a job. I got like, there has to be more than this at 22. I got like 80 years left on my life. So by 23, um, I was like, there has to be more to life. I don't know what it is, but there has to be more going on than me coming to this job every day. So four years ago, it started with a sign language class and a pottery class out of curiosity, just wanting to do more in my life. Then I dabbled in the pandemic through into small businesses, small product businesses. 
So I've always been a very like hands-on kind of crafty person, which is why I've also like enjoyed pottery in the past. So when I did it again, it's actually getting back into it temporarily. Um, so I actually tried to do like a tie-dye clothing line because tie-dye became trendy. I made candles. I did that for a bit. And I also had my own like custom branded clothing that went nowhere. Um, couldn't sell a t-shirt, didn't make any sales other to family and friends never came close to breaking even. I probably spent like 10 grand total on all of these little businesses. I tried to make a few hundred dollars on each, but the whole time I used social media to promote all of them. Yeah. I also had a vlog and stuff like that. So I was creating content for all these different reasons for four years back in the fall, uh, September of 2021, I just abandoned everything I was doing. I was like, these aren't working. I'm it's so much work and money for basically like no return at this point if, of even personal return or financial return. So I abandoned all of it and took a break in the end of November. Here's where the universe aligns in the end of November. I, for some reason had this idea, I would become a motivational speaker. So I had that idea. I was like, I'm going to start a podcast too. So I opened my current Instagram account, starting fresh with back to my name, Steph Kasem and started promoting my messaging and my podcast. On January 5th, 2022, I received a message from someone randomly who said, I love your content. Like, can you just like give me some advice about how to create content? And I nicely said, yes. (laughs) So we got on a Zoom call. We chatted. It was cool. We're friends now. And at the end of that call, unsolicited, she said, "Um, so how do I pay you for your time? (laughs) pay me i'm just a nice girl on the internet like yeah yeah, i'm just being nice like so i didn't collect any payment from her um (laughs) but that was immediately assigned to me that i have something that i should go for and i've been searching for something um i don't know what it was going to be but to answer your question no i didn't have a goal of being an instagram content coach or even being on social media because if you asked me four years ago i said i'll never be on camera that's not me now i love it Um, but I did always feel unsatisfied with the idea of working a nine to five for the rest of my life. So I've kind of always been trying to think of a way to exit that with, with little success in the past, but this kind of is my first viable option that I'm seeing. Um, and also just wanting more out of life. Yeah. And then I landed myself here. Yeah. And (laughs) and that's your specific, that's what you specifically do is is just Instagram content or like, and I know you got your podcast. That's the start here. Start now podcast. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, what, what, okay. Take me back though. Cause I want to dive into a little bit more about a few things, but you mentioned, um, motivational speaker. Have you been on yeah. the stage yet? Okay. Not for that, but I have <laughs> been on a stage because okay. one of my first jobs out of university was actually doing, student recruitment. So I did a speech three, four times a day about the university to to hundreds of thousands of students. So I have it on stages, but not for my own messaging. (laughs) Okay. That's cool though. I mean, that works. I mean, just getting on a stage and talking period is tough. Even when you know what you're going to talk about, even if it's something as, as, you know, routine as a, as a student, you know, recruiting thing, it's still great. It's still hard. So I mean, like kudos, because I remember I I would give talks to like, like I would help teach people or like give talks to random places um, and, and have it all written out word for word. And it's still hard. 
<laughs> but um, but I'm curious who who did you watch or what did you come across that that made you think like I can do that I can I can be a motivational speaker. Um. Well, I was I was kind of um, I was in a tough spot last yeah. year. Um, and I kind of dove into a lot of personal development, um, mental health care as well. And so because of that, I kind of entered into that space and realized, well, I have a story that I think could help people. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was, and, and again, I was thinking of ways to do something greater. What is going to allow me to potentially exit my job one day? Um, and I'm someone that's just kind of like, let me just see, just, let me just, let me just do step one and then step two and see what happens. Um, and so I kind of, I kind of, what was thinking about it, I never did anything with it. (laughs) Um, but, uh, yeah, I chose, I, I thought that I could do something in it, which I probably could have, because I just was like, I think I have a story that could resonate with people. And I know that it does, but I've told some people. Um, so I thought, okay, what could I do to make kind of a business out of it and get paid for it? And that was, that was the thought. That's the, that's the whole dream, right? Is to get, is to not necessarily invent the, reinvent the wheel. And that's what I love about this podcast and bringing guests on like yourself, uh, professionals who made a business and made a living, not learning a bunch of new skills, not like, you know, going wild with, with like courses and things like that, but they, you have something that you're really good at and people are willing to pay you for it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Yeah. And I, and you know, the thing is, is like the whole time I was learning all of this stuff about content, it was for a different reason. And I didn't even consider the fact that I picked up all of these skills in content creation. Right. Um, and yeah, you're right. There's a lot of times where we think like, I think right now, not just right now, but over the last several decades and more and continuing on as we go into the future is like the, the, the way to, to get help in something from an expert or get guidance doesn't have to be from school. Yeah. Cause that used to be, the central authority for learning is you have to go to school and you have to find a teacher, you, yeah, whatever yeah. it is. And now there's people like myself and lots of other people who the rise of the coach. Now everyone has <laughs> that, that they have that somebody else is looking for. Um, and you can, you can, you can teach it to somebody else. You can get paid for it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, okay. I've got a couple questions. Okay. Um, how do you find a good coach? Like what, what should people look for? Um, what do you think? First, understand your own self and where you want to go generally or specifically, whatever that means to you. Basically, whatever you determine on your own self is going to found what you're going to look for. And then find someone who's already done it. Yeah. So my I'm just writing these down because I'm I'm taking notes, you know. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. So my business coach, um, he actually was on my podcast and is one of my friends but he has built a coaching business in a different niche though, um, but has built the business model. And so I'm like, well, I have my skill set and my niche, but I don't know how to build a business or scale. I don't know anything about that. So I need help to build the business aspect and I'll bring my skills to the table and combine them all together. And then, but then the flip side of that is that a lot of people will think that they should go to someone who cares about them. <laughs> because they trust their opinion. I very rarely 
in anything, no offense to moms or dads, unless you have moms and dads that have done what you want to do. My mom and dad have not done what I want to do. So I don't really ask them for advice about anything I'm doing. I will share with them what has happened already, but I don't ask them for advice. So when you're looking for some guidance, whatever it is in life, figure out where you are now and where you want to go and then find someone who's done exactly that. Yeah, that's yeah. a, that's a great, that's a great. We are also brought to you guys by Monarch Social. Now Monarch Social isn't just another social media marketing company because they're going to take care of you on all your digital marketing fronts from SEO to beautifully designed websites to custom videography. And if you want to know more about that, you got to check out the video they did for me uh, on the Thinking Project Facebook group um, because it was absolutely phenomenal. They absolutely killed it. Morgan and his team take really good care of you. They walk you through every step of the process and the communication is on point. So if you need a custom video, a beautifully designed website, if you need a uh, custom social media ad campaigns, Monarch Socials, where it's at. They also have a podcast they release every Friday where they bring you a ton of value. So check them out, monarchsocialbrand.com, or you can find them wherever uh, you're on social media because they're probably there too. So check them out, monarchsocialbrand.com and get your digital marketing rolling. Uh, segue too into like what I'm what I'm curious about your thoughts on um, mm -hmm. just because you know you mentioned college and <clears throat> I got I got my degree <coughs> excuse me um, I got my degree working on my my master's right now mm -hmm. um, what do you think it would take uh, just in general to to kind of lose for for credibility for for colleges to kind of lose that credibility that they've crazily gained like it, it is a bizarre thought especially when because i'm like a finance guy and when you look at colleges and i and i believe you're outside of the u.s right i am in canada toronto okay okay so am I, I don't really know how education works out there i guess i should find out but uh like you know at least in the states it's like it's very much flip-flopped from the current like capitalist system that like we think we have in place here and what i mean by that is the the college system has all the reward and none of the risk. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I would I would imagine that at some point, if a if a college didn't get paid back for offering a product like a, like a degree of some sort, um, if they didn't get paid back for that, if there was no risk of of return, they probably wouldn't like offer half of the the degrees that they offered, right? right. So I'm just curious, what do you think would have to change for like business owners to not require college degrees to work for them? Yeah. Um, well, first I'll say that. So I actually work for a university here. Um, okay. And um, the one that I went to. So school is not a hundred percent a waste of time. Sure. There is value added to it, but it depends on what you're going to get from school. And I've worked with students, um, uh, worked with prospective high school students going into university and then students that are in university getting ready to graduate. And the first, in the student's mind, there's still, and, and it comes from the parents a lot too, the very outdated idea of if you get a good degree, then you get a good job. Um, and the thing is though, as I've told many students, I said, your education is going to take up what? One, two, three lines on a resume. 
what are you putting on the rest of the page? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like literally think about it that way. Cause when I graduated, I was like, man, I got to scramble and stretch out what I did for the last four years in my volunteering and all that stuff. <laughs> I, I didn't do anything. I wasn't even a great student. So I just had like <laughs> nothing. Um, but I, I was lucky that the student job I had had a full-time job after and they hired me. So, um, but in terms of the change, it's already happened as far as I know. I've seen a few articles talking about how some of the biggest co- companies in the world have already changed their job descriptions to no longer require a degree as a minimum requirement anymore. Um, and I, I think it'll just be a, a gradual like shift over time. Um, and honestly, t- um, my business coach doesn't have a degree. Mm-hmm. He yeah. went to university for one year for neuroscience dropped out and did a door-to-door sales job and then built a business with his friend with their sales and business skills and built their own business afterwards. They don't even have degrees and they're <laughs> out they're out here like growing yeah. so fast. So I think there will just be a shift over time. Like for myself exam for myself included, I'm like, okay, if I was going to hire someone, the first thing I would not go is, do you have a degree? I'd be like, what can you bring to the table that's right. going to advance my business and, and, and who are you as a person and can I work with you? Yeah. Um, so I think over time, it'll just evolve depending on who's in charge. Yeah, I think I think you're right. And by the way, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a college basher. I'm not a nine to five, but like, first of all, like I'm in college. Also. Yeah. Like I'm getting my MBA right now. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting because like, I'm in a sales, I'm in the sales field. Um, and I still see like sales, um, jobs requiring a degree Mm -hmm. and that just blows my mind. Like sales is something you definitely don't need a degree for period. End of story. Like Mm -hmm. you need to get in and you need to get an entry level sales job mentor or be a, you know, find a mentor and then work and start selling like, Mm -hmm. Sales, but sales is a different industry. Like I understand a few other industries might might need that, and uh, but sales is very much like results. Like I don't care what you did if if you can get yeah. it done, you you can get it done. You know. Yeah, um, I think it also depends on what it is, though. Sure. So, like for example, like I I was talking to someone, and I was like, what I didn't like about school was it was a lot of memorize this information and then spit it out onto a test. Right. Like, that's not useful. Blah blah. And then I was like, but you know what? I think that if I was seeing a doctor, I would want them to have certain information memorized, <laughs> like so that if they're prescribed yeah. medication, they know memorized what what the side effects might be. You know, like so certain certain things in school can definitely be yeah. a benefit. It just depends on what you're doing and where you want to go. I think. Yeah, and yeah. I think I think the the benefit of school is it also like teaches problem solving skills. Like I remember one of my like I had an applied physics teacher in high school and um, it it was he wasn't like everybody hated him. <laughs> but I uh, grew up in a household where like you had to um, we just my mom always taught us problem solving and and things like that. And so I really didn't have an opportunity to like drop his class, but I learned a lot of problem solving skills. And so I don't remember anything about physics. I I never taken a physics class since high school. But I, what I remember from that teacher was how to be resourceful and scrappy and find a way okay. to get it done. You know See, that's, that's very interesting because I feel the opposite okay. about school. 
I, and, and it might honestly, it could also be just the teachers that we had and also the subjects sure. we took. But my experience with it, it was very knowledge-based. And I'm a, I'm very much a resourceful, tangible, um, like kinesthetic kind of person. You want me to public speak, make a presentation, you know, perform in some way. You want to make a video? That's me. Like yeah. that, but if you want me to write a, read a book and do a multiple choice test, like get me out of there. <laughs> so yeah, I can't do those. I can't yeah, do those so sure. so I found that school was was very much like that. Um, and and in in North America, I know our school system relies a lot on standardized testing because it's efficient. Yeah. Um, but then but then for me, I was like, this really sucks because you do like two presentations in a year, and I ace it. And I actually, I, I love doing presentations, which is why I work so well on video content as well. Um, yeah. Showing up live, like it doesn't intimidate me because I'm like, I would love to do this, then write you a report. <laughs> like, I don't want to fill out a spreadsheet. I don't want to do right. that um, right. or read Shakespeare or whatever it is. But, like, <laughs> but if you want me to do some of those other things that school isn't really doing a lot of, like, I'm your girl. Right, but, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's just interesting. It's it's everybody's kind of perception. I I definitely think that there needs to be some change like in in certain industries with how we look at college degrees. And like and I don't know, you're going to have you might have to educate me on how college works in Canada because at least in the United States um it's very one-sided, you know. Um like universities, colleges are very one-sided in the sense that like they dictate the prices. Um, the federal government subsidizes the the money, which is a huge problem. So everything is guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, and I only say that it's a huge problem because the pricing has gotten so out of whack. Like there's no, there's no, like the, the price of college in the United States anyway, has risen more than any other industry in the entire world. Like you could have, you couldn't have invested in the stock market and kept the returns that like schools have gotten. Like as far as like pricing increase. And so I think that's why college in America is such a hot topic because not because it's a, like you mentioned earlier, it's a great use of time, especially if you're going to learn something. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is the, is, is the cost benefit, the return on investment conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, as far as what you said, what you described just now, um, and as far as my understanding is, um, it is similar. And I know that because I, I worked for a university, so I, I yeah. know some of the budgeting that happens. But yeah, we're subsidized as well. Um, so you pay a certain amount as the student, the government subsidizes the rest. Um, and yeah. oh, so, so, so yeah. the government pays a portion and then the student is responsible for paying the other half? Yes. Is that portion that the government pays in Canada, does that, is that um, a loan? Uh, no. So, okay. Well, it's mixed. Okay. So what happens is, um, for example, the university that I work at, uh, the average cost of one year of tuition for a student is about $30,000. Okay. A student will probably pay between eight and 12, depending on the program and the government fills in the rest. Now for the student to pay that eight to 12,000 could be from a student loan that came from yet again another aspect of the government or from a bank or whatever or it comes from your own money so okay yeah but but the but the so but okay you got thirty thousand let's just call it fifty fifty for easy math okay the government takes fifteen the government subsidized fifteen I pay fifteen that other that that government half 
So let's just say, let's just assume I pay 15 in cash. The 15 yeah. that came from the government, I don't have to pay back. Yeah, it's just paid. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. See, okay, so, so then, so your 15, you got to come up with it. So sure, sure. Which is, that's own, reasonable. Okay. Yeah, your money or you can go to this other part of the government <laughs> student loans sure, sure. program and then you get money and then you owe them. Yeah. And yeah, then, yeah okay. That's, yeah. So, from you. so however I get the 15 is up to me, but mm-hmm. the other, that, that other 50%. So that's, so that's interesting. Good. Yeah. That's yeah. not the, I mean, there are um, in the United States. So I don't want to paint like too crazy of a picture, but it's a problem for sure. Mm-hmm. But there are things like Pell Grants um, that you can get that are, that are not, you don't have to pay back, but, it's not a lot. It's not 50% of, of tuition. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a couple grand maybe. Um, like my, I don't know, my bachelor's degree was about 50 G's. Yeah. My, my master's will end up being probably about 20. Yeah. Um, I was fortunate enough to be in sales and, and get my life in a certain position where I don't have student debt. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it anyway, I have, I have some from this, but, but paying it off as we go. Um, but like some people just, but there's nothing like if, if you want to go to college, you can go to college with zero money out of pocket and get, and get a hundred thousand dollars in student loans and, and the government won't bat an eye. Yeah. Which is bananas, which is probably, you know, you, we see it all the time. Like a bank will give you a hundred thousand for student loans, but they won't give you a hundred thousand to start a business when you're 18. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. That's yeah. real though. That's real. Yeah, 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 for sure. And you know what here, the student loans thing is so funny. It, it changes. So it's provincial. Um, okay. Uh, so the equivalent of the use would be by state, let's say. Yeah. And so, so here, like you have to like qualify, but every time there's a new government in office, they change it a little bit. Sure. And so like when I was <laughs> in my first year of school, it was, and it's based on like your parents' income. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's and, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Just assuming everyone's got like two parents around with income. Right. Um, and then if you don't, <laughs> you gotta go through this whole year. So I, so I didn't have to, because I had both of my parents and they, um, I didn't have to take out loans and they, they had all the money for me. But then in my first year, they're like, okay, but you can also qualify to get up to 30% back. So I got like 900 bucks back the next year. They were like, we're not doing that anymore. But you might, and, and so for every single year of my school, they, <laughs> the government changed, I think once, but every year they were changing something about these things. So it was so confusing. So then there was, then there, when I was in a different department working with students, I don't work with students right now, but they, the government said, if you, if your family household income is less than X amount, we pay for your full education. So it's free. So you qualify for 100% paid, completely paid, no loans. And then the year after they changed it. (gasps) So a bunch of students got admitted. I don't know what happened to those students, but they got admitted on the fact that, okay, great. Like I can go basically. And the year after they changed it and I wasn't working at the department anymore. I was like, oh, I'm glad I'm not (laughs) working. Yeah, that would be, that would be a nightmare. Well, yeah. Are you grandfathered in? Yeah. I mean, I know you don't know, but that'd be interesting. Yeah. Like, are you grandfathered in or now? Ugh. Yeah, are you? Oh I, don't like, I don't know. <laughs> That's crazy. But it's just, yeah, I love talking about, um, I love talking about, you know, college, especially because in a world where everybody, like if, like if, uh, if college, if there was a way that it was like in line, like, um, I know this is a loaded like statement and I realize that I only, we like, we're only on this podcast for 45 minutes, but 
you know, if, if, if college was in line with like the return, I think it would be a lot better. Like, but it's just crazy. Like you would never like as a business owner, this is how I describe it to people. Like as a business owner, it's like you, you can't survive if people don't pay you and people don't pay you unless they feel like there's an equal or better exchange rate. Mm-hmm. Right. Like when, when I, when I teach people sales, uh, cause like I do like sales training on the side, when I teach people sales, I have to like really make it clear, like the money that they're going to make from what I teach them is greater. Like they're getting a better deal than I'm getting. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? Well, you know what? There's one thing that I, I don't, I don't blame anyone for going to school because honestly, when sure. I, when I, I wouldn't know what the hell I would do otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. And and honestly, I think that there, I think there's, there's a whole societal culture just around it that still exists. Yeah. Um, to no one's fault. It just is. And, and it's like, what else realistically (laughs) would I expect an 18 year old to be (laughs) like, some are outliers. They're going to go do it. I think now this is a lot different than when I was in, was I 10 years old and 18 whatever. Yeah, entrepreneurship, yeah. you know, hustling, like it's a lot more of a mainstream <laughs> right. thing now, but yeah, I would yeah, never yeah. think at 18, Hey, you know what? Instead of going to school, I'm going to start my own business. Hey, you know what? School. <laughs> you know what? That's a great point. Actually. Yeah. That's a great, yep. You're totally right. I'll give yeah. you, yeah, you're right. Because uh, as you say that, it's like, yeah, I probably wouldn't give an 18, an 18 year old, a thousand, a hundred thousand dollars for yeah. a business either. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, like, or, and, or, or regardless, but disregard, <laughs> like if you came to me and you like, I just, I was like, I don't really want kids. But I was like, based on my experiences, if I had kids and they were like, I don't really want to go to university, I'd be like, that's fine. But you got to be doing something else. Sure. Like you can't oh, yeah. just decide you have to do something else and you have to be finding ways to support yourself. So if you yeah. want to accept a life of, you know, having a job that says that that pays much lower because you don't need a degree and that's the case go for it sure but you're not living on me <laughs> your life because you didn't do something with it or if Absolutely. you want to take a year off and you want to try your thing at business whatever go for it but you have to do something um yeah, i agree yeah just to figure it out but yeah i don't know what else i would have done so i definitely don't regret it and if you're in school right now or if you've done school like you're not doing the wrong thing no um, the thing never. that the thing is is just it's it's not a bad thing it's just not the godsend that it wants. Sure. Yeah, yes, and that's a great point. I love that you said that because people think like if I if I get a degree all of my problems will go away. I'll always have a job. And mm-hmm. and if the pandemic taught us anything it's taught us that no one is safe. Period. Yeah. yeah. Like it doesn't matter if you have a PhD or you're an electrician. And actually electricians probably did just as well as people who had PhDs. <laughs> At oh, least yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, when look at it. So when, so I was telling my mom about, so I have, I have a few little cousins and they're getting a little bit older now, 12, 13 years old. And so the conversations are shifting to like, okay, like you're in grade nine now and you're going to be approaching into grade 12 and very, you know, faster than it feels like it's going to be. And what are we going to do after high school? You're going to go to university um, and I was telling my mom how I was like, honestly, if you're going to go to school, the last thing you should worry about is class. Right. <laughs> Do everything else. Go to class, you know, get a get a B. What I got a B minus average, whatever, literally did, didn't make a difference to me at all. Yeah. 
And, um, and I think that's great. And I was like, yeah. And my mom was like, but isn't school teach whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I said, listen, I'm an Instagram content coach right now. And when <laughs> I went to school for business marketing from 2013 to 2017, I had one assignment worth like 10% about Twitter. And oh, that, was it. that was the whole <laughs> mention of social media during the, a huge time um, and, right. and, and, and heading into the future. And so I'm like, we need, and that's the same thing about you can have your degree and all that stuff, but what do you put in the rest of your resume? You need skills. You need to produce results. And that could be any kind of result or any skills, but that's, go, I'm coming off of the fact that you said electricians probably did really well or, or other kinds of, whether it's a trade or anything, because they have a skill set that is needed. Yeah. yeah. But if you only had the knowledge about electrician, about being an electrician, but you can't actually do it, <laughs> then, <laughs> then what does, then that's just a hobby. Yeah, or yeah, it's not even a hobby at that point. It's yeah, just a and, wish. Yeah, and so it's like if you have, if you can produce something in any way, you're valuable. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. That is, uh, the, I mean, that's a great point. And and again, yeah, I'm with you. Like, I, I don't hate college. I just think you should do it right. And then, yeah. like you said, right? Like, actually, I like I went to school. I got my degree while I was working, so it was nice to be able to go learn something in school apply what they taught me in school and then realize that it's not like a one-to-one <laughs> like that. I'm going to have to like, if I'm going to apply this principle in real life mm-hmm. outside of a classroom, I'm going to have to do it a little differently. Yeah. Um, but, that, but that's what I loved about school. Like my accounting degree was like, I'm an, I'm an, I'm an accountant by trade, although mm-hmm. I don't really do anything with that anymore, mm-hmm. but it taught me like, you know, how to be resourceful, how to problem solve, how to like, if, if you're stuck with a problem that you don't understand, which was like every problem in accounting, yeah, <laughs> just like, but, but one of the best lessons I think I learned was like, just start the problem. And like, uh-huh. as you start the problem, it'll, it'll work itself out as you go. But if you never start it or you skip it because you, it's too hard, like you'll fail. You'll yeah. never, you'll never make it. And, and when, uh, that was worth $50,000 if I never use another accounting principle. Yeah. One thing to say about that, what, what no matter what it is, no matter what challenge is I remind myself and I've told other people, I'm like, crazier things have happened on this planet. <laughs> we have even done crazy things to send people off of the planet. Yeah. So what you're doing is probably not that hard in the grand scheme. It just is you're if it's just you're stepping into something new. You haven't done it yet. So it feels like oh that's so hard. But it's like just tone down, like diminish the the magnitude of how hard it feels by being like, we literally do crazy things off this planet. So me on this planet right now, <laughs> sitting at my desk, like it's not yeah. that crazy. It can be figured yeah. out. That That is such a great piece of advice because uh, it's true. Um, people have done crazier things. People have made it through crazy stuff. And, mm-hmm. and uh, that just, that just doesn't, it doesn't diminish anybody's like experience. Mm-hmm. What I think it does is it builds resilience. Like, yeah. look, we're like humans are very resilient. Like we have minds that can keep going. And if this person can get through that crazy hardness for them, like we can figure out how to solve this problem. And it just builds. Like yeah. I, I used to not like when people would compare those things. I was just looking at it wrong though. Um, I was just not looking at it in the right light because it's true. Like if they can make it, we can make it. And I mean, it might not look the same. It might not be for the same reasons, but everybody's hard is their own hard. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like 
you know, my, my hardships would, you know, if, if I told you about some of my hardships, you might be like, Oh, those are easy. You know what I mean? Or, or whatever. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just builds empathy mm-hmm. and it builds like relationships. And that's how we like, like grow. So that's really cool. I, I like that. So you've been doing your Instagram content coach now for a while. Um, you know, here's a cool question I, I found during, in, a, in a book that I was reading, but I thought I'd ask you just, uh, just for fun as for Instagram content creation, or if, mm-hmm. or if you want to start on social media, what's like the best thing you could buy for under 50 bucks or what's like the best tool that you could get for free or under 50 bucks to help you start going? Okay. I would say, um, the best tool is you just, you need, you need yourself. Okay. And, um, it, you like, you don't need to go get the best camera. Um, okay. if you really wanted to buy something, a, a camera stand tripod. Okay. Like for but your phone you, or something. Yeah, but even, even just, just do this. <laughs> just do this. Just just stick it up against like sometimes I take photos and it's just sitting against my laptop here. Yeah. And the biggest thing is in anything, you have to be willing to do it. Yeah. One of my point. friends actually, he was like, I want to make a YouTube channel sampling different like junk foods and like find like odd <laughs> foods from around the world and try them. Okay. And I was like, Hey, what happened to your YouTube channel? And he's like, Oh, I never started it, blah blah blah. And he's like, I got a ring light though. Okay. I was like, you could have done it without the ring light. Like, when are you going to do it? So get your equipment if you want to. But the biggest thing, which is free, is are you going to do it? Yeah, are just start do doing it. it. Yeah, just, just start, start doing, doing it. it. Um, and, and I would say, bef- like, before you get to all that stuff, this is part of my coaching as well. You see a lot of people online just post content. Just post content. Mm, okay. Like for no reason. Yeah. Or like, just, just do it. Just get it out there, whatever, which I see, I understand the value in that. Yeah. But that's like the very tip of the iceberg. And so what happens is people just start posting and they have, like, if you're trying to go somewhere, if you're literally just posting for fun, do whatever you want. But if you're trying to achieve something, you're like, I want this to build a business or build a brand or, or whatever it is, you need a foundation. Like, and to start that is, what is your niche? Yeah. What is your niche? Like, because if, like, if I were to share, um, I could share about so much stuff. I have a dog. I could share about the fact that I've been on a podcast. I can share about the fact that I live in Toronto. I can share about, I got a new tattoo. Like there's so much I can share about. I can share about content, my job, like so much. It's so diverse. It's like, what is your niche first? And just hone in on that for some direction and then start yeah. posting, then start posting. Yeah. So, so get a plan together yeah. and then just get rocking and rolling. Yeah. Yeah. But that's true though, because a lot of people just don't start. I mean, starting it, you win, you win, you already won if you started. Yeah. I think. And then, and then the longer you go, the more you win. I, I do because like, you know, it's tough. Like you have a podcast, I have a podcast and it's, podcasting is, is like very saturated. I mean, there's a few million podcasts, but so like podcasts in general, there's like a couple million podcasts that post every week. Yeah. There's only a couple hundred thousand. Yeah. So it immediately increases your chances of like, just by starting it and having staying consistent. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you think like there's, okay, that comment has, is the, the market is saturated. 
everything is saturated. <laughs> Everything's unless you are going unless you are going to reinvent something that doesn't that truly doesn't is it's it's our it exists. Somebody's doing it yeah. out there, all that stuff. And and people seem to see it as oh, there's so many accounts out there, like oh, like it's not gonna work for me. Like what? It's like, okay, but there's also a lot of people in the job market, yet you still seem to be applying for jobs. Right. There's also a lot of people who have made movies yet we're still making movies and they're still yeah. doing well and yeah. you know there's a lot of people that sell this and sell that yet pe- people still buy it and there are companies that rise up and there's new stars right. and there's new songs that go viral like there's always a, it's always evolving so everything is saturated doesn't matter because the ones any in anything if you look around like the people or the companies or the brands or whatever that stand out that have gone somewhere are the ones that kept going and figured yeah. it out yeah stay yeah. staying consistent absolutely yeah. yeah well well cool steph well i appreciate you coming on i, I don't want to take your old saturday but hopefully it was good for you um i i know i really enjoyed our conversation and if somebody wants to get involved uh with instagram content creation coaching with you uh, where, where can they go? How can they find you? How can they, how can they get involved? So yes, thank you for having me. I appreciate it too. I definitely enjoyed our conversation. <laughs> um, you guys can find me at on Instagram at Steph K Sim. So it's S T E P H letter K and S I M. And, um, I have an open door policy on my DMS. I love hearing from people. Um, so you can send me a DM anytime and I get back to everyone within 24 to 48 hours personally. <laughs> right on. Okay, cool. Well, uh, thank you so much for being here. It was, uh, it was great. And, uh, we'll talk soon. <laughs>